coming to you from the pit in Arroyo Grande, California. Your hosts, John Hackleman and Dr. James Casper. It's time for Pitmaster and the Doc. Hey guys, Pitmaster here. Yeah, we're ready. I'm here with the Doc, and that's why we're called Pitmaster and the Doc. Yeah, or the Doctor and the Nurse. Oh, we should rename the show. <laughs> I like that. Oh, I like that one. Yeah. <laughs> that would be awkward. But anyway, okay. So we're not gonna be called uh, Doctor and the Nurse. We're gonna be called Pit. Because it makes it can be si- first. The nurse. Yeah. You talk yeah. more. It's the nurse no, or but the doctor. To be honest, it, it kind of demasculinizes me a little bit. You like could... the nurse. Um, a nurse. That's what a male nurse is. A nurse. So I don't. I don't know. It's like because then I'm I'm subservient to the doctors. So it's like the nurse and the doctor. And so we're not gonna do that. It's like that's like that would be like Boy Scouts taking out boy and just calling him Scouts. Wouldn't that be weird? So we're gonna take the nurse out of you and call you what? The pitmaster. Pitmaster. Let's just do pitmaster because it sounds more macho. Whatever. Okay. So we got you've some. You've earned it. All right. We're gonna talk about a few things. First thing we're gonna talk about is the choke. All right, can you name the, Can you tell me the name of these two guys? If it was like three weeks ago in the UFC, and and on the prelim card too. The pre- prelims. The names were. You go ahead. Yeah. Devolish Vili is all one word. That's De- his last name. Against Ricky Simpson. Yeah. That was a, Sim, Simon. Simon. Ricky, Ricky Simon. Simon. Okay. So let's let's go with the. So this was a, a fight-ending sequence at the end of round three in a prelim fight, and uh, Devolishvili was winning. Pretty, I think. I think he would have won on the card. I don't know if they released the cards, but he was definitely he winning, was winning that fight. He was winning. And then uh, we're gonna show the very end sequence of this fight. So if you're watching this on YouTube, you can see it. Otherwise, we'll just describe it. You can listen to it. Um, anyway, you ready? Yeah. All right, so this is the very end of the fight. Um, Takedown. He fall, He gets knocked down when he takes him down. He gets reversed. So Devalshvili is being choked by a guillotine choke? Yeah. It's, it's kind of a guillotine-ish yeah. choke. Yeah, it's a guillotine. He's being choked, and there's 50 seconds left in the round when this happens. So he's being choked for fifty seconds. Right, but he keeps putting his he keeps putting his thumbs up when the ref asks him. And you look at him; his eyes are wide open. Yeah, he doesn't look very comfortable. He's torquing him now, though, and cranking it. Yeah. So his head is now purple. His head is. And as a physician, I think I would have thrown in a towel from someone if I was watching this. This yeah. is terrible. It's terrible to watch. So. This, I think, would turn people off of martial arts, watch martial arts, to watch this guy get choked for 50 seconds. So it's over. The horn goes off, the round is over, and he's awake. He's awake. And he goes to stand up, but then the doctors rush in and tell him to lay back down. So part of the reason that they gave it to Simon is because they said he couldn't stand up. But 
He says, I could have stood up. And the do- you can see in the video, the doctors rush to him while he's standing up. And they tell him, they command him to lay back down. So he didn't stand up because the doctors told him not to stand up. He was standing up. So I think there's two parts. Part you pointed out that I didn't see and the ref clearly didn't see is it was he got into this choke during a takedown. And during the takedown, he hit his head on the mat. Yeah. And he was out. He was out. It looked like he was out. He, he went out. limp. He was out. The fight's pretty much over. Um, although we've seen plenty of times in fights where someone gets knocked out or close to being knocked out and they recover. Yeah. Which is encouraged. And the fight goes on. So if the ref doesn't stop it, I think the guy's still in it. And to, I mean, for the ref, to the referee's uh, defense, I mean, most people didn't notice that this guy kind of went limp as soon as he take, took him down. His head smashed the, the mat when, he, when he, he did the takedown. It was a very violent, uh, aggressive takedown. And his head hit the mat while the guy was you know, going down. And you could tell he just went limp for a second because, I mean, he took the guy down, but then the guy immediately rolled him over, and he didn't even try to fight because he was unconscious for a, for a second or so. Referee didn't stop it then, and to his defense, it was it was a that would have been a hard call because he he woke right up because the referee ran right in there and asked him if he was okay, and he he gave him a thumbs up. Yeah, very visible on the replay. You can see him give the thumbs up, and his eyes are open, and he's kicking his legs. The thing is, he's kicking his legs the whole time for like, you know, forty or fifty seconds. That he's not out. He's still. He hasn't been choked out. Yeah. He's still awake. So the problem I had with this is, uh, you know, he looks like he's losing oxygen anyway. His head's turning purple, so certainly he's cutting off the outflow of blood from his head. Um, and he's being choked violently for 50 seconds, and the referee doesn't stop it. Now, if someone's being mounted, and they're, and they're, they're not intelligently defending themselves to strikes, the referees jump in all the time. But, but, but when you're getting hit, each one is a trauma. This, yeah, right? okay. And if, um, if he was... You're not being traumatized, per se, in a guillotine choke, and he is giving him the thumbs up. So when you start getting traumatized in a, in a punch, one punch is going to put you out. When you're getting choked, it usually takes, you know, you usually go out slowly, and he kept raising his, raising his thumb. So that was, that's, but that's, by definition, what the referee wants to see. They tell you in the dressing room before the fight, if you're being choked or if you're in a submission and you can't talk, give me a thumbs up. He gave him a thumbs up. He did at some point, but this did go on for 50 seconds. I don't think he was given thumbs up. The but whole every time, time the, the every time the referee intervened, he did. And then he also was kicking his legs. Is that some way to show that you're not out, or what is that? <laughs> I, no, but it looked like he was trying to avoid um, Simon getting hooked better. Better. Uh, stability okay. into the lower end um and crank up on that guillotine more um so the guy he kept getting his legs so his legs would be harder to grapevine and that's what it looked like he was doing there and he's doing it somewhat successfully so instead of cranking up more uh, it looked like simon was turning him more so his neck was like in a really really ugly position and it looked ugly as hell but his eyes were open and he kept putting his he kept raising his thumb so 
as soon as the fight ended, he just laid there and he said something. I don't know if the referee could understand him or not. He speaks probably Russian. It sounds like it's a Russian name. I don't know. But he said something, and then he went to stand up. And then the doctors rushed in and told him not to stand up. So the referee thought, well, he can't stand up. I'm going to call it for the other guy. But according to him, and I'm not saying because I don't know for sure, but according to Dacavelli or Davelli, Dacavelli, something like that. Yeah. yeah. According to him, he could have stood up, but the doctors commanded him to lay back down. So with that said, since he he won, he, since he won the first two rounds completely, then it should have gone to decision. And he probably would have won the decision unless they gave that last round a 10-8. And then it would have been a draw. But he wouldn't have got stopped. I don't know why he was stopped. I talked to uh, Big John about it. And he agreed with the, with the calling it a stoppage. Because he said the guy was out. Um, I'm not going to argue with Big John. But from what I looked like, from what I looked, it didn't look like he was out at all. And it looked like he should have... When the bell rang, he should have been able to stand up and got the decision or whatever, you know, been called into the decision. Um, but I don't think it should have been stopped. Well, it could have been. It wasn't stopped. So either he made it out of the round awake and not out, or he didn't and it got stopped, but the horn blew. Right. And they're saying it was a stoppage at after it's over. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, seems so that's contradictory right. to me. Yeah, like, so it was stopped. It was just stopped. It was stopped by the horn. So uh, saying it stopped, they're calling it the latest stoppage ever. Yeah. Because the round was over. Yeah, so it stopped <laughs> after the 15, after the total 15 minutes of fighting, that's when it was stopped. So, I mean, I know that like in boxing, some, some of the organizations say the fight can't even stopped. Like, you can still be counted out after the fight. I understand that. Like, if there's, if it's a it's a boxing match and there's two minutes, if it's two minutes and fifty five seconds in, and the guy gets dropped and he's unconscious, then they start counting, and then at five the bell rings, but he's still out. I can see them counting a full ten and saying you got knocked out because you couldn't you're. You can't give a guy a fight who's knocked unconscious. This guy wasn't unconscious. So, it's a tough call. Yeah, it's, We're going to have to get John on about that again. So, I think if you said, well, we used the replay and he was out during the takedown and the fight it should be called then, that's a fight-ending sequence, I guess. I don't know, but he did recover. Yeah, so it wasn't, it wasn't a fight-ending sequence. So... So really, the replay is not an issue, and they're saying it's a stoppage at 15 minutes or after a full five minutes around three. Well, he made it. He <laughs> to see him fight. The only good thing about that fight was to see the heart in this guy. To to take that choke, he had no defense at all. The defense was wait for the horn. So they <laughs> wait. So they give it to him. So they said it was over when the fight. They're saying is over at the end of the fight at after five minutes of uh, round three. Wow. That's when it's so it's the latest stoppage they've ever had because they stopped it after the fight was over, which just seems like that doesn't make any sense to me. Yeah. As a doctor watching this, uh, the ref should have called this. I, I think I would have been happy if he would have called this like 20 seconds after his head was turning purple, personally. Um, it should have been called, I think, because I think you suffer brain damage from something like that. Maybe uh, but... you can't measure it, but I think. 
I, I would have been happy if they would have stopped the fight sooner. But they didn't. So, with that said, that they didn't, who do you think should have got the win? I think he hang he hung on, and he would have. They should have gone to the cards. I think they should. I think he could. He should be able to argue that I was not out, and you should go to the go to the scorecards. Yeah. In which case, he probably won. He did. In googling this, he did put up a uh, a complaint or whatever, and they denied it. They upheld the decision. So. So the d- it's a loss for him. Yeah, I I don't see. Uh... Yeah, I don't see the uh, the loss. Um, I'm trying to find out when, when, like what they're calling it exactly. Is they're calling it a a knockout at the end of the round, the winner by technical submission. I don't understand. I still don't understand. I'm gonna talk to Big John again. Again, maybe we'll have it on next week. Anyway, watch the video on our YouTube it. of this. Because watch the, the video. video is. It's pretty impressive to see. And it was a prelim fight, and you didn't hear a lot about it, but um, I thought that was an interesting end to the fight for sure. Yeah. So, yeah. So Okay. So watch that, um, and um, watch the end of that fight and see what happens. See what you guys think. Like I said, I don't understand it. You don't understand it. Nobody understands it. Big John did understand it and tried to explain it to me. I still don't understand it, but I'm just stupid as shit. Okay. With that said, moving on. Moving on, Mir, Frank Mir, got KO'd by uh, Fedor Emelianenko. Emelianenko. Um, in the first round, in about a minute into the first round. So this was the Bellator fights on Friday? Yeah, it was Friday. Bellator 198. It was the main event. It's the, it's the, it's the tournament, the heavyweight tournament. Um, and I was, I was, I was thinking Mir just because of the size and, and, and I don't think, I think between the two of them, they've lost their last like eight or nine fights. I think one's lost his last four and one lost his last five or something, something like that. But, um, they're both very dangerous. Um, Fedor mainly because of his punching and Mir mainly because of his submissions but they're both dangerous. I mean, their fights don't usually go to decision. But they both have been knocked out quite a few times. Um, um, I think Fedor more than, than Frank Mir. Um, and Frank Mir's, you know, a lot bigger. Like, he's probably 25 pounds bigger. Um, so I was thinking Frank Mir. Fight starts. It looks like it's kind of going Mir's way. Um, uh, Fedor does get him. They get against the cage. It looks like Fear's about to, Fedor, uh, Mir's about to take him down. Uh, Fedor gets a really nice hip toss. Gets him on the ground. They get right back up. It kind of they exchange a couple punches back and forth, and then then Fedor hits him with a right that like knocks uh, Mir down. Not doesn't knock him down. Puts his head down, and Fedor cut, throws kind of like an uppercut hook, and knocks him out. Um, and, uh, Fedor follows him to the ground for a few, uh, finishing blows and the fight's over. So it's over like 50 something seconds in the first round. Mir gets knocked out by Fedor. I don't know. I like to work with, with Mir a little bit just cause I like him. 
I think I saw some things that he needed to work on if he wants to fight anymore. Um, so give me a give me a, a tweet if you if you want me to work with you a little. Just a couple things I want to go over with you. Um, but I don't know. I don't know about Fedor. I'm not too excited about Fedor. Um, um, Fedor and uh, Chael. It's just, I mean, I think Chael is so talented. But I, I don't mean this in a bad way. Because I really like Chael, you know, for the most part. It's just kind of boring. Just There's a lot of laying and praying. Um, so, and I don't think he will stand with Fedor at all. So it's just going it, to, to me, it sounds like, it seems like kind of a boring-ish fight. I don't know if it will be or not, but that's the next fight in that, in that, uh, in that, um, bracket. So it's going to be Fedor against, uh, against, uh, Chael, Chael Sonnen. And on the other side of that, it's going to be Mitrion against, oh no, I think it's going to be, uh, I think, uh, isn't it going to be Bader against Mo, King Mo? They didn't fight yet, did they? I don't know what the next fight is coming up. Did? Did Mo? I don't know. I don't know. But anyway, so that's what we got on that. Um, I was going for, I got to admit, I was going for, uh, I was going for Frank. I, I just, I thought he was going to get this one, but he didn't. So, um, so... We'll see what happens. It's it's a pretty it's a pretty good tournament, and uh, I'm I'm kind of excited about it. Uh, I think it's a good uh, I think it's a good uh, thing put on by uh, by Bellator. I think it's it's kind of prideish, you know. I don't know. You you probably don't remember Pride. I I like the tournament style. I think it's more yeah. exciting to see how it develops over the course of the year. I think it's pretty cool. Yeah, it is cool. Um, I just I don't believe in tournaments. When they're back to back, because that's when you know the the injuries, the brain damage, and etc. happens. We're talking about the fighters fighting more than one fight a night. Yeah, and that's that used to be the way it was. Like when I fought in the Golden Gloves, I fought three three times one night, and then usually like three the next. Then the week later, you fought you know for the it's finals. Like golf. What? It's like golf. Yeah, except you're getting <laughs> fucking hit in the head the whole time, and then I mean you get dropped in a fight. You know, you're all you, you lose. You know, you lose. Uh, you lose conscious for a split second, but then you go on and fight and say you win. Um, then you're fighting again in half an hour. Right, and you could be fighting a guy that only that won in twenty seconds yep. in his fight all, and didn't get punished for multiple rounds. So it's, it's, it's really not. I don't like. Them. It's not an ideal way to do it. It's exciting. I can see why people would want to watch that, yeah. but from an injury standpoint, it's terrible. It's terrible. So the I, fact that this way they I would never up, let my fighter do it. For under a million bucks. <laughs> I don't think it's worth any amount of money. So I think, though, this the way that Bellator set it up for the year to have this heavyweight yeah. Grand Prix I is like really it. cool. I think it's going to bring a lot of fans of Bellator to watch these fighters as they progress through and, and take the next fight. I think it's a really cool way yeah. to do it. I like it, too. I don't, I don't think it should be for the UFC, but I, I like it. Just like in boxing, you don't see it. Boxing is more super fights and, and main events, and they push the card. They don't, they, they've had tournaments in boxing. You know, they had that one on the ship where, you know, I, don't, I forget what it was called, but there was a lot of prize money going up. But it's usually for the lower middle tier fighters. Very seldom have they ever, I don't think they've ever had in boxing where they had a top, uh, 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 any kind of tournament for top tier fighters. It's just, it's, it's not, 
that's not the platform that they do it. That's not how they do it in boxing. And I think uh, MMA or UFC, for a lot of reasons, has followed those footsteps of boxing. Because, uh, to be honest, their biggest person, um, Dana White, is comes from a boxing background. And I think he follows a lot of the boxing, uh, you know, in, in the boxing footsteps. So I don't think it would work well for UFC, but I think it's a really good thing for uh, Bellator. So Mitrione. Yeah, Mitrione. Mitrion's going to fight the winner of Bader King Mo. King Mo, right. So that's what's coming up. Yeah, that's going to be a tough one. And then whoever wins that will fight whoever wins the Chael Sonnen uh, Fedor fight. Yeah. So I'm not really, I mean, I'm interested in the Chael Sonnen Fedor. I'll watch it. But I, I, I have a feeling I know how it goes. Okay, watch. Mark my words right now. Chael will rush out, take him down, and lay on him for the first round. Repeat second, repeat third. That doesn't sound very exciting. No. So I'm not really looking forward to it. All right. So, so we'll see if that's what happens, if you guys think anything else is going to happen or if you have any predictions who's going to win comment, this. Comment. Who do you, you think is going to win this tournament? Comment. Um, um, I think Matt, Matt Mitrion. No, he's got a shot at it. Yeah. And he's already – Here's the, I think he's already stopped – He's already stopped uh, Fedor. He's already beat Fedor. So, yeah, I think Matt Mitrone. And But to be honest, like, to give, I mean, like, for, uh, should I go down? For, uh, to be honest, though, Ryan Bader, he's a, he's a muscular guy. He's a big guy, but he's a, he's a light heavy. King Mo is a little light heavy. He's a small light heavyweight. He's in the 190s. Uh, Rampage Jackson... Uh, he's he can go either way. He's gone. Chael Sonnen is a light heavy. Um, uh, Fedor should be a light heavy. Um, Matt Mitrione is like the only well him and Roy Nelson. Roy Nelson. They're the only true heavyweights. What about I mean, Frank Mir? And Frank Mir, sorry, Frank Mir. Frank Mir is yeah. a big dude. Yeah. So, but who's left is Matt Mitrione. He's the only true heavyweight right now. I think that's left in this tournament. Um, and he's a strong heavyweight. He's a true heavyweight. He's not a really big heavyweight. He's probably two thirty or so. But he's a solid. He's not gonna. He'll never go to light heavy. He's always been a strong. He's he's an he's probably the most athletic person in this whole tournament. I mean, he's like a pro football player. He's fast. He's slick. He's he's gonna win the tournament. Okay, I'll, I'll bet on it. Anyone want to bet me on this tournament? I'll bet you. If you bet me. And beat me, I'll, I'll, we'll do 50 push-ups. Okay? There you go. There All right, so. Okay, what else? Okay. I thought, I thought you were going to offer, like, nursing services or something if they need you. Wow. No, anyway, he's got to do the, now all of a sudden he's all happy. He thinks instead of Pitmaster, because I sound like the more, like the macho one. I'm like the more, you know, manly it's pitmaster and the doc. You feel like you're smaller, and I and you're so. You put me on a smaller chair here. What is it that? <laughs> this chair. Look at this chair he has me on. This little tiny chair. All right, anyway. <laughs> and I got a recliner. <laughs> I got a re Speaking of recliners, um, let me tell you. Probably one of the best movies I've ever seen, and it was definitely the best I've seen along. Is only the brave, with a. Uh, with Josh, Josh Brolin, it was one of the best, it was, my wife, I just kept looking at my wife, she would not, 
she cried almost from the beginning to the end. It was it was such an emotional, powerful movie, and it was a true story about a bunch of uh, you know firefighters that that um, they go out in the in the woods and, and put out fires. Um, this is a real story, right? It was a From true Arizona. story. Yeah. yeah. And Josh Brolin, man, he was powerful. He should be up for Academy Award. And he told me that he's not. And it didn't, the, nobody even looked at it because it, it, it went almost straight to DVD. I didn't know that. I didn't see it in the theater. I saw it on uh, HBO or Dish or whatever. But I can't believe that movie didn't stay in the theater and Josh Brolin isn't getting at least nominated for an Academy Award. I mean, it, it just, it was unbelievably powerful. Have you seen it? No, I haven't seen it. You, I want to see it now. Yeah, you, it's, it was unbelievable. Watch it. I wouldn't watch it with a kid, but watch it with, uh, with Sharon. And uh, Josh Brolin is like, you know, you've seen him in Good, good Old Country for, for, you know, Good Country for Old Men. No country. No country for old men. Uh, he was good, but he wasn't the main guy, you know. In this one, he it, the movie is all about him, and it's uh, he did such a good job. It's scary. It was scary that this is a true story, and the way fire it showed the way fire just 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 goes because like it sprints like you know and just burns everything in its path, and it was like he was it was really good, really powerful movie. So. Uh, only the Brave. If you haven't seen it, I would I would definitely recommend seeing that. It's one of the best movies I've ever seen. Um, it's not my favorite movie, uh, just because it was like it was such depressing. a good movie. Yeah, it was a little depressing, a little too emotional for me. Like my favorite movie in the world, without a doubt, is um, it's it's a Wonderful Life. I can I watch that every year, and it, I could just watch it every year. Number two, Shallow Hal. Is my second is my second favorite movie in the whole world. I can watch it over and over, um, and then Rocky Three. Those are my top three. Um, but this movie, you you don't want to watch it twice in ten years. It takes some out of your soul. Yeah, it sounds. Uh, it's good. It's really good. That's kind of like uh, when people were recommending watching uh, the one uh, Casey Affleck was in, where everyone dies. It was horribly. Uh, Manchester by the Sea. Did you see that? No. Oh, if you want to be totally destroyed after watching a movie, it's Man horribly depressing. Manchester by the Sea. Yeah, I think that's the name of it. Anyway, yeah. it's Casey Affleck was awesome in it, but it's a horribly depressing movie. Is and it you true watch story? it, and it's an amazing movie. I think it won the Academy Award a oh. year ago or something. But geez, if you want to be bummed out, that's uh, Debbie Downer. These yeah, movies. It's a little bit too much for me. Yeah, this one, uh, I just. I mean, I know, you know, I know Josh Brolin, and, and we talk sometimes, and I just didn't know he had this, I knew he was an actor, I knew he was a good actor, I didn't, but this is like, he's a, this was so powerful, he's an Academy War, Award uh, level actor, this was unbelievable, you'll, you'll believe it when you see it. Alright, we'll okay, check so, it out. Only the Brave. Alright, and now, talk about Debbie Downers, one of the top uh, martial artists in the United States of all times. He's from Korea. Jun Ri passed away last week. Um, unbelievable martial artist. Not only does he still, to this, I mean, till, to his death, till his death, he was doing like a thousand push-ups a day, and he was in his late 80s, and 
He was the father of American Taekwondo. He brought Taekwondo to the United States. He made, I mean, he made millions. I mean, he was so successful financially, uh, martial arts-wise, physically. I mean, he had a six-pack. There's pictures of him with a six-pack into his 80s. You know, he would still do a thousand push-ups. And it was, I mean... You hear stories from some of his students that were like, he'd be out with them traveling for seminars and he, you know, be, they'd stay in a hotel rhythm, room with him and he wouldn't, he wouldn't go to bed until he finished that thousandth push-up. I mean, he was a disciplined, self-disciplined, um, just unbelievable martial arts. Jun Ri, and he passed away and that's really sad. Yeah, there he is. There he uh, is. Yeah, he was, the, he brought... Here, look at this guy. How yeah, old is he? 80. Yeah, he's... He's uh, he's in good shape. He's he's unbelievable. He's, he's, he's dead, but yeah. Yeah, he practiced what he preached. Um, I know a lot of my, uh, a lot of my really good friends were really really close to him because he was everywhere. He was probably the most famous martial artist, karate guy, taekwondo anyway in 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 the world. And he when he first came here, he put out this stuff called the Junri uh, gear. And that's what everybody used for years when they spar. Um, and then they started, Century took it over and, you know, they, it was, th that, that's, you know, they followed after his stuff. But, um, just unbelievable. So, Jun Ri's passed away and bing, that's all I got to say about that. Um, last is, thing. What do we got coming up? Well, let's, let's talk about the Dana White thing. He's, uh, you said you read somewhere where Dana White isn't going to. Um, is he going to punish or is he going to pass any punishment on Conor McGregor until, until he's legally by law? Until they figure out what to do with him. I think he's got a court date coming up in June. Um, yeah, that was what I didn't get. I mean, I don't know if what you need the law to tell you. It's pretty obvious what he did. Yeah. <laughs> it seems like Dana, Dana's not out for money. I, you know, I, I never would, I'm not going to ever think that, um, but, but it doesn't have to be out for money to be to want to see the best fights you can make. That doesn't mean you're out for money. But right. But making the best fights he wants to see, you also have to have integrity and you have to have some kind of moral compass on what to really do and what the right thing is. If he saw that video, he knows the right thing is that Conor McGregor pro probably should never fight in this country again, should never be in this country again. And if anything, he should be severely punished by the UFC. The UFC, the UFC made him. He, you know, so the UFC, I think, has every right to to punish him as they see fit. And I, don't, I think, just wait till the cops decide what they're gonna do, and the the legal system does what they do. He should be set trailblazing that one. He should be setting the um, standard for throwing in the punishment and they should be following suit to him right he shouldn't wait for what the law is going to do who knows what they're going to do so i think and the best thing you could possibly do is take a percentage of his purse and give it to a charity or something but that means you'd have to fight again in the ufc yeah. but then everyone can get what they want he can make some financial restitution uh he can apologize they can he can fight again so people could see him fight uh khabib or whoever he's going to fight. I don't think he should ever be in this country again. Yeah. We don't want criminals here. Well, I mean, that's kind of 
hypocritical. I mean, we don't want... Oh, uh, he's going to fight again. And it doesn't I know, mean he'll well, fight in this country. Yeah. But even, I think Dana White went on record, too, and saying when he, if the, he fights Khabib, it's going to be in Vegas because that's where they can... I don't know why, but that's where they can make the most money, probably. Have the pay-per-view on at 7 p.m. Yeah, I just... I feel like that is definitely selling out. I think... I think... I mean, after he did those horrendous things, and when you say horrendous, it's like, yeah, nobody really got that badly hurt. I think the guy's eye's going to heal and shit. But intent, his intent was like to, to really badly hurt someone. He could have he could have easily killed someone if they were leaning up against one of those windows when that flying dolly came in. And just the criminality that had to be in his mentality... And somebody talked me out of this. Somebody talked. I, I just feel like he should never fight in the UFC again. He should never be in this country again. And I think. And if just, it was most any other fighter, that probably would happen. I know. The UFC would have dumped him. But because he's going to make them a lot of money, it's just, it's just, it's a sellout for money. And they have so much money, and there's so many great fighters that could easily take his place. So I don't know. It, to me, it's. I don't want to think it's going to happen. I don't want to think Dana is a sellout. I don't think he is. What happens in the long game is you kick him out of the UFC and then he fights for another promotion. Yeah. Yeah. And that's fine. That's, you know. The I UFC mean, doesn't want that. That's their guy. That's it's like, that would be, honestly, that's like your wife cheats on you. Okay, you break up with her for good. You never should take her back. You need to break up with her. And, yeah, she's going to screw other guys, but, okay, that's on them now. But to take her back, you're just selling out everything that you're that's worth anything. All right. Anyway, that's a fun way to go out. Why do we have to go maybe, out then? Maybe next week. We we'll have, let's do happy. Let's just let's talk about <laughs> some happy. What should we talk well, about we happy? Move this then. Okay. Yeah. The the poor Junri who's dead. We're looking at his picture. That's sad. What's happy? Um. There's got to be something happy. <laughs> is it in the comments? Is our is our is our life that miserable right now? Oh my God! We you know what's are... good. What's happy is we're doing belt testing. I gotta go get ready. Oh belt yeah. testing. we got belt testing. That's this happy. Week. Well, you're you're happy now. You're not gonna be in about <laughs> I'm happy right now. In about it. 25 minutes, you're not gonna be happy. And for anyone that's following this on SoundCloud, iTunes, or on uh, on on YouTube, I'm going to put part of their belt testing on YouTube so you can see what kind oh, of great. torture these guys go through to get their next belt. All right. Sounds fun. I'm going to go. All right, John. Yeah. Good to see you, man.